From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Thursday, July 29th. At the Moab Valley Multicultural Center in downtown Moab, AmeriCorps Vista Katie Meinhardt is showing me a project she's working on. So the website hasn't been published yet, but basically this is what it's going to look like. The homepage, then what the Moab Area Housing Task Force is, um, which it's a voluntary body of community members that lobbies for fair and affordable housing. The website is easy to read and full of information on various housing complexes in the Moab area. It's meant to show community members and community advocates, like those who work at the center, what housing might be available, how people can apply, or even get on a wait list. Yeah, we have all the applications linked here, and just like really simple, like what are the Virginian apartments, how many units are there, you know, how do I apply, and like once you decide you want to apply, like, okay, this is the specific process, and then like anything you would need to know, like if you do have housing vouchers, or if you just moved here, some Mm. of the apartments have residency restrictions, Mm -hmm. um, or like, you know, a lot of the Properties run by the Housing Authority have income restrictions, so just kind of anything you would want to know with that. This website isn't live yet. Meinhardt is waiting for a preferred domain name, but she expects it to be available sometime in August. She says the goal is to collate and update information on a monthly basis about apartment buildings like Cinema Court and Desert Trail, self-help developer community rebuilds, and mobile home park Grand Oasis. As she reads through the listings, you can tell just how tight Moab's affordable housing market is. Um, Archway Village, uh, current availability, none. Crown, so that's the rent-to-own program mm-hmm. through the Housing Authority. They have no availability. Uh, there's 49 people on the Moab interest list. <laughs> so for the Virginian apartment, so I did just hear from Rachel today, they currently have no availability. Uh, 24 families on the wait list for a one-bedroom, 11 on the two-bedroom wait list. Uh, mutual self-help, but there's 136 people on the wait list. So Grand Oasis, um, they currently have no availability, but they are expecting to have eight new homes in September. Uh, there's currently five people on the wait list. Um, so yes, that would be a good one to get on now. Housing shortages aren't unfamiliar to most Western tourist-based economies like Moab. Well-established tourism hubs like Park City, Utah and Vail, Colorado, have instituted aggressive housing goals and the financial backing to get there. Moab City leaders are looking to them as a model, but also to developed yet somewhat younger markets like Crested Butte, Colorado. In early June, the town of Crested Butte declared a housing emergency. They created seasonal camping permits for their workforce. If you've got a local job in Crested Butte, you can tent or car camp on all residentially zoned private property until mid-October. I'm totally open to discussing it and trying it. Um, I'd be more comfortable with it happening on commercial properties or outfitter properties. Moab City Council member Ronnie DeRossery. This week, staff and council discussed potential paths forward for short-term and long-term housing solutions. Seasonal camping was just one of these considerations. Moab City is also looking at tiny home villages, potentially purchasing housing for their workforce, and modifications to zoning densities. This housing shortage is getting more intense. The evidence? City Planning Director Nora Shepard says the hiring situation is also getting more intense. I think we're all aware, extremely aware, that this year has been really hard for various different kinds of employees to find housing. And businesses are really impacted by it, and 
That can be reflected in the reduced hours of operation. Um, city, police, hospital, and others can't attract candidates for even full-time, even salary positions. Um, there have been a couple of police jobs offered, and then we had a planner one. We offered her a job, and she didn't. She couldn't figure out how to live here, so she ended up turning it down. And the police have had the same experience. One of the triggers that caused the town of Crested Butte to declare a housing emergency was the ratio of available jobs to available places to live. Crested Butte's community development director told KZMU that at one point, the number of available local jobs was over 100, while available rentals, just one. It's difficult to quantify Moab's housing to jobs ratio, as that information isn't easily captured. According to the Utah Department of Workforce Services, the job orders placed on their website in Grand County between 2016 and 2021 haven't shifted too greatly. Over 1,000 jobs were listed in fiscal year 17 and 18, over 700 in 19 and 20, and over 1,000 again in 2020 and 2021. And as of this morning, there are 182 jobs listed in the 84532 area code, no availability across 13 housing developments, and just three private rental listings in the Moab Advertiser. And then there's this. Okay, so I'm looking at the the Facebook group Moab Rentals. I'm just scrolling down through all the posts, and I see a person looking for a room to rent or a place to park my camper van, they say. Um, they're employed locally. Um, someone taking a travel nurse assignment at the hospital uh, needs somewhere to rent. Someone who um, has a job bartending that needs a place to live. Um, someone posted that they've been here three months and are looking for a place. Need a sublet for next winter. Looking for On this Facebook group, Moab Rentals, people are increasingly posting that they've been hired locally and are now looking for a place to live, not the other way around. Back in 2017, local planners projected over 300 new housing units would be needed by 2020 and over 1,000 by 2030. Many of these units, they said, would need to meet the demands of households earning less than the area median income. Essentially, they would need to be affordable. Housing development Arroyo Crossing is expected to eventually bring 300 income-restricted units to the county. Although the infrastructure is completed, no ground has actually broken on this large-scale project just yet, which will be completed over years in several phases. Other county-based workforce housing units are also in progress, but many of them stalled in a recent lawsuit. Moab City's affordable 80-unit Walnut Lane apartment development is also stalled, this due to rising costs of construction and a contractor who cannot meet the requirements of a performance bond. Although the city council and staff want this project to eventually move forward, they are looking for more solutions. Councilmember Durasseri. If you acknowledge that you have a crisis, which a lot of communities in Utah are acknowledging, part of the crisis is realizing you don't have community anymore if you don't house the people who make this a community and who serve the people who come here. And so I'm uh, very interested in pushing the envelope on what tools are available to us legally to uh, prioritize the ability um, for primary residents to get housing. In 2017, the same year planners reported an almost immediate need of 300 housing units, 
the city council restricted camping within city limits. Current city council members Durasseri, Tani Knutson-Boyd, and Kaylin Jones were seated on the council back then. All three voted in favor of this provision. At the time, they said it was a public safety issue. They were getting noise complaints about idling trucks and RVs. The Grand County Commission passed a similar no-camping provision in January of this year. But now, those city council members may be revisiting or revising their own imposed camping restrictions as a temporary solution for the local workforce. But Durasseri said if they allow temporary seasonal camping, she doesn't want to get complacent that local housing issues have been solved. She says camping is probably worth a pilot and trying, but I also feel like you have to be very careful that it doesn't become a slippery slope to just like, oh, our problems are solved. We have cheap housing for people um, and never pushing for something better. There's a real sense of urgency when it comes to housing right now. Moab City is staring down the barrel of a high-end real estate market where the highest and best use in their zoning codes is luxury condos. New three-bedroom condos on 200 South are listed on a real estate website for $650,000. That's out of reach for those at or below the median income. Another listing on that real estate website, a downtown mobile home park. At least 10 trailer homes are visible on the property, which is listed for nearly $3 million. Planning and Zoning Director Shepard. We have existing trailer parks. Um, We have a couple of them that are being looked at to scrape them and build townhomes, mostly second homes, not cheap. Um, And that's a trend that's really disturbing. She admits trailer parks are not great housing, but it's housing. And to lose all those, we'll be more in a backlog of trying to find very affordable housing, and that's going to be tough. Moab City staff plans to return to the council with a projected timeline for various ordinances and projects that could create short-term and long-term housing solutions. You can find their considered options in the show notes of today's news on our website and podcast. Here's Shepard. Moab could change dramatically in the next 10 years. Will, anyway, but even more dramatically if we don't take some positive action. In other news, major flooding throughout Moab kept public works crews and emergency responders busy last night. Community members witnessed significant flooding through major routes in town. We spoke with city manager Joel Linares this morning for more on the situation. About 7 p.m. last night, we had a storm move through town. Um, still waiting to get numbers on what that storm, what that storm in, uh, entailed. But we had heavy flooding through the core of town. We also had uh, lots of down trees, down power lines, uh, and we were working to remove those debris from the flooding uh, to keep drains and the storm system working. Crews worked throughout the night removing tree limbs and fallen trees from the roadways. We're still working on that this morning. Rocky Mountain Power was dispatched. They worked through the night to get the power restored and to get down power lines off the ground so it was safe for people. Um, the county road crews were out working on clearing road debris and built and sand and everything uh, down Cane Creek and other areas. So they're working out, working this morning, still removing debris. Uh, Highway Patrol, UDOT was also helping us. They were up by Surmac uh, on 191 and above the road there in the canyon trying to get that cleared and keep that flowing. So they're out this morning removing debris from 191 and trying to keep that roadway open as well. So uh, everyone is out working this morning trying to keep everything going. We are still... 
under a flash flood warning until tomorrow. Uh, it's very possible that another storm could come through tonight. So we want to ask everyone to try and get things cleaned up and try and get debris picked up. Um, if you can get it out to the curb, uh, not in the gutter, but in the curb, then contact city. We can help with the removal of debris if it's in the way. Um, but we can definitely get people to try and help clean up where they can. City Manager Joel Linares. More storms are expected. The city's Public Works Department has sandbags available for anyone who needs them. Staff says residents who need tree limbs removed from their property should place the limbs at the front of their yard near the street. Contact the City of Moab or Public Works for more information. Their numbers will be listed in the show notes of today's news on our website and podcast. And that's the KZMU News for Thursday, July 29th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.